Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. Hi there. Uh, today, I want to talk about the subject of soul healing and what that is. And, um, you know, soul healing really, it's, it's about connecting with our soul's gift and our soul's essence so that we can share those gifts on the planet. Um, it's about embodying our soul's gifts and our soul's essence so that we can ultimately share our, share those gifts with our fellow humans um, and express them through these physical bodies and onto this physical physical plane. So I'm going to be talking about six sort of insights about soul healing. I'm going to be talking about what is the soul? What is soul healing? What are soul wounds? What is soul energy? Uh, how to embody our soul's energy and what it means to embody our soul's energy. And then I'm going to be talking about soul healing techniques or um, therapies. So um, I'm Jay Eaker from the BioSoul Integration Center here in Louisville, Colorado, and I help soul-led people, those who are feeling called to embody their soul's gifts and their soul's essence and share their gifts, uh, because that's where real that's where real life satisfaction happens. So I help those people to do that, to embody their soul's gifts and their soul's essence, so they can share those gifts on the planet. And I've been doing that in the Boulder area here for almost 20 years now. So if you find this video interesting, useful, please um, like it. Please share it with those who you think might be interested. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, I would much appreciate that. So I want to start off with a quote. And this is a quote that's a pretty common quote, I think, in the healing world. You probably heard it if you've been around a little bit. But the thing is, and if you could, I want you to, uh, in the comment section, see if you can tell me who this quote is from. Um, I, I just recently, I've been working on a book and I had this quote in my book and I was told that, uh, you know, I, I attributed the quote to a certain person and I was told that that's commonly done. And actually this person didn't say the quote. So I wonder if you can tell me where this quote comes from and who, who made this quote. But the quote is, um, you're not a physical being, uh, you're a spiritual being having a physical experience. So you're not a physical being, you are a spiritual being having a physical experience. So tell me in the comments who, who said that. Um, but that quote, it, it comes from a certain perspective. It comes from the, the perspective of perspective of the soul and a human being wouldn't think like that wouldn't say such things if they weren't hadn't embodied their soul's gifts and weren't connected to their soul's essence and sort of channeling the the wisdom of their of their soul um, and I'm going to talk about how how to do that uh, and that's kind of what soul healing is about so uh, first of all, what is the soul? Number one, what is the soul? And simply, I would say the soul is that part of us that never changes. You know, the soul is infinite. 
it's not connected to space. It's not bound by space and time. It is the, the flavor, the characteristics of our personality that never change, even if these, these physical bodies, uh, even if these phys- physical bodies die. So that's our soul. And, um, you know, our soul, from our soul's perspective, we can see the whole picture. We, we're, um, we can see the whole picture. So that kind of takes me to the next part, which really is, you know, what is soul healing? And I would say that there are two perspectives from soul healing. There's the soul's perspective and then there's the human perspective. And, um, yeah. So first of all, from the soul perspective, uh, it's kind of weird to think that the soul might have some healing to do because the soul is infinite and completely open and, you know, not bound by anything, including space or time, but that therein lies the rub. Uh, I've talked in a number of my videos about how contrast is important. And from the soul's perspective, there's no contrast. We need contrast to be able to grow. You know, we complain about the fact that there's, you know, in this world, there's Democrats and Republicans and right and wrong and male and female and all these, you know, people are apt to sort of like pick a side and push against the other side. So that seems to be a theme in this, in this world that gives us a lot of trouble. But the truth is there would be no growth without that. And so for the soul, you know, it needs contrast to be able to grow. And so we come here, we go from being this infinite being that is not bound by space or time. They can see the whole picture all at the same time to being this sort of uh, finite being. And that takes us to the human perspective, I guess, from the perspective of human, you know, again, we're open, we're connected, we are infinite being, and we come into these bodies. And so we have to come into relationship with being finite. We have to come into relationship with not knowing the whole, not seeing the whole, the whole, the whole picture. Um, and you know, there's a way in which, I mean, being human is really vulnerable because we can't see the whole picture. We come here and we've forgotten the whole picture and we have to learn. Essentially we're stumbling around in the dark. Essentially we're like stumbling around in the dark and we have to learn by bumping into things. Uh, that's how we create a picture, how we eventually create a picture of the whole. Um, and that probably makes, if you believe in, you know, um, if you believe in uh, reincarnation, that probably makes sense that that would take, you know, many, many lifetimes to, uh, eventually figure it out. But anyway, we, it's like a, it's like, uh, we're like an ant on the surface of a beautiful, beautiful painting. You know, at any given moment, we can only see a small part of that painting and we don't realize that we're on, we're not aware of the whole. We don't realize we're on top of this sort of beautiful, um, beautiful thing. And, you know, that's what we came here to do. We came here to figure out, uh, I guess that, that, um, learning or that growth gets attributed to our soul, that, that struggle, um, you know, once, once we leave these bodies and we can see the whole picture again, and we can see what we did that, you know, that growth or that wisdom sort of gets added 
to, um, to the soul. And so, um, yeah, as humans, we have to sort of figure out that like, uh, you know, we, our soul's essence makes us unique. And the truth is, is that the earth and everyone on it needs what we have. We came here for a specific purpose and the earth and everyone on it needs you to do the thing that you came here to do. We, you know, there's a, the earth is the consciousness, the whole thing, the universe is evolving in a certain direction. And the earth is a consciousness that is evolving with that. And we are bound in, you know, we are, uh, woven into the fabric of life and the universe and the evolution of the universe and the earth. And so we're being asked to evolve and we play a specific, each one of us plays a specific part. And our job is to sort of, uh, you know, again, embody our soul's essence. If we can embody our soul's essence, we play that part here. We do the thing. We, we add the ingredient that we, that, that was meant to be added and contribute to the sort of evolution of the whole thing. And so that's our job. Uh, we need what it is that you got. Um, and ultimately that's going to look like you sharing your gifts, you know, not just trying to survive, not just trying to make money, but, um, connected to your soul and giving those gifts and sharing them and sharing them with others. So, you know, I guess what, keeps us from sharing those are, you know, our wounds, our issues are, um, so soul wounds, what are soul wounds? Well, uh, I guess there are two kinds of soul wounds, I would say. Uh, first of all, our fundamental soul wounds. I think the minute we come in here, the minute we come here, uh, two to four weeks after conception, there's a certain part of our nervous, our, well, the baseline, the base level of our nervous system starts to develop something I call the primal brain, which is a part of our nervous system. When that starts to develop, it's just feeling out into our environment and it's gathering information about how to do this human thing by feeling the energetic back office of all the people that we feel and the, just the earth around us. And we gather information about how to do this, this human thing. And certainly we pick up on, our parents and the culture, we pick up on their finer points, but we also pick up on the ways that their system says, you know, it's not okay to feel this part of myself, this, you know, what's their relationship with power and love and fear and all these, and anger and all these things. And there are certain messages that we get from feeling into the people around us that, Oh, love is, you know, love's dangerous. So we push that, we push that part of ourselves away or, you know, it's okay to feel a little bit of fear, but past this amount, we push that away. And, or anger or passion or whatever. And so that ends up unconsciously controlling our lives because we will unconsciously, uh, there are going to be people and situations as life calls us towards our evolution. We're going to run into people and situations that, that are opportunities for unraveling that stuff. Um, but there's a survival pattern that says it's not okay to feel that. And so we will unconsciously push people and situations away. And, um, that keeps us from ultimately from giving our gifts, from connecting with our and trusting our soul's wisdom and our soul's intelligence and giving our gifts. And so when we come into this world and we feel into people, we feel how on a fundamental level, everyone is sort of 
not trusting life. They're pushing away their human vulnerability. They're not trusting their soul's wisdom. You know, your soul's wisdom is not about thought. Um, and there certainly is a, a thing in the, you know, humans have a, a kind of a monopoly on thinking intelligence, on understanding uh, through their, their thoughts and through thinking. And uh, the intelligence of the soul and the larger intelligence um, of source, you know, it, it transcends thought. And so there's a way in which we come here and we feel how everyone, people are not really trusting that, that, you know, intelligence that transcends thought. They're not really trusting that and we sort of, and they're really uh, sort of obsessed and addicted to thought and thinking and figuring things out through our thinking minds. And so we pick up on that and we're like, oh, well, that must be the way it's done. And um, so I'm going to push away the part of my, I'm going to push away trust. I'm going to push away uh, confusion. I'm going to push away, you know, not understanding. I'm going to push away vulnerability. I'm going to push away all the things that would sort of connect me to my soul and connect me to source and sort of go about um, becoming addicted to thought and like everyone, like everyone around us. So I would say that's the first sort of layer of wounding that happens. And I think that's a fundamental layer. If we pull that layer out, all the other stuff falls apart, uh, you know, crumbles. But then there's a secondary layer of wounding that happens and that, you know, I'd say that's all of the um, the hurts and traumas and accidents that we experience that sort of reinforce the original, original, uh, wounding. Um, also, oh, I should go, I want to go back. The sort of fundamental level of wounding also includes stuff that we, you know, absorb, that we pick up from our lineage. Also the sort of wounding that gets carried through our ancestors to us. And then there's all the secondary layers, the hurts and traumas and accidents and ex- things that we experience uh, after that that also, you know, and that's what, I guess that's what, you know, in developmental psychology and things, that's what most people focus on as the reason, you know, if we have problems manifesting ourselves in the world in any way, it's, you know, often attributed to the hurts and traumas and accidents, the relationships that we have, uh, while we were, while we were children, you know, uh, in those formative years up to about age seven or something. But, uh, you know, there's a lot that happens, a lot of programming that gets installed when we're in the womb from that, that primal brain, just sort of feeling into the people around us and picking up how they're tuning themselves. And then our system automatically creates those, those, uh, patterns, which I think is a more fundamental layer of wounding that happens. Um, so the fourth thing that I wanted to talk about, the third thing was what are soul wounds? The fourth thing is what is soul energy? And so there are different layers of when we are in, when we are conceived in the womb, when the sperm and ovum come together, my sense from working with people in the way that I have over the last 20 years is that there is sort of like a, a window opens up in the space time continuum and 
that window is held open by a certain matrix, that matrix, matrix, energetic matrix, which is made up of uh, the DNA information from this planet contributes to that. But then the other side of that is our soul information, soul intelligence that sort of like contributes to that. So there's this energy field that's there, this matrix. And I would say that's what, that's what tells our cells. That's what tells heart cells to turn into heart cells. That's what tells foot cells to turn into foot cells. You know, uh, that's what provides the instructions and the structure, uh, to create a human, a human body, a, a spirit, a spiritual being in a physical body. So that, that energetic lattice, that energetic infrastructure is there first and it's primary, uh, and our body sort of forms on that and responds to that. And so there are these different fields that show up energetic fields in that sort of interpenetrate and surround the body. And there's lots of different, uh, models, different healing modalities and models that describe those energetic fields, which are also, by the way, measurable. So it is not a completely woo woo thing. Uh, science, science can measure the energetic fields that surround our body. I think often science thinks, uh, that, w- that our bodies generate these fields. And I would say it's probably, it's the other way around. The field was there first and the, it's the field that generated these bodies that, that sustains and, you know, makes it possible to sort of sustain and create these bodies and hold these bodies in this, in this, uh, structure in this form. Uh, so anyway, there are these energetic fields and from the perspective of network chiropractic or network care, uh, the work of Donald Epstein, which is the foundation for bio soul integration. That's the network chiropractic is the uh, developed by Donald Epstein is kind of the, the foundation for the work that I do something that I've been calling bio soul integration <clears throat> And according to Donald Epstein, there are these fields that surround the body and there's a a life force field that's maybe a couple inches off the body. And then there is, uh, an emotional field and then there's mental fields. And then there's fields that are more what you might call soul fields. There are fields that are, um, connect us to everyone else and everything else. The part of us that's connected to everyone and everything else more are these soul fields. But these fields, they contain information. They contain intelligence. They are the intelligence that informs this body, informs this bo- our body in being. And, um, you know, each field... Like the, if you have the life force field and then there's the emotional field, well, the emotional field transcends and includes the life force field. And then there's the mental fields and the mental fields transcend and include the other, the emotional and the life force field. And then the soul fields, they again, transcend and include the mental fields, the emotional fields and the life force fields. And it all, you know, all those fields interpenetrate our bodies when uh, kind of surround and interpenetrate our bodies. And when, you know, we come into this world and we feel into the people around us and their wounds that shows up in the field. That's what we're, 
interacting with. That's what that sensitive, our primal brain, the sensitive part of our nervous system is interacting with the, the kinks in the field. And when there is a, a wound, um, it, it creates sort of a kink in the field. We should, all of those fields should sort of be connected and information circulating and moving through our bodies. And when there's, uh, when our system picks up on the way that people around us have sort of created these kinks in their field, we create those kinks in our field too. And the, there's a corresponding, uh, you know, kink that happens in the body. And I would, I would say that's where, you know, our symptoms show up, whether it's back pain, whether it's organ systems that aren't working like they're supposed to or whatever that shows up in the body. It's informed by, by what's happening in the field. So part of the healing process is to, and, and we get sort of shut off and disconnected, you know, our bodies and our being get sort of shut off and disconnected from the intelligence that's, that's, uh, exists in those fields. And, you know, I think again, one of the main wounds that happens is we get disconnected from our soul field. We get disconnected from that field and that, um, and that level of, of information. And as we become aware of, again, the healing process is a process of becoming aware of those fields and the information that's contained in them. And when that's the case, we end up embodying our soul's gifts and our soul's, our soul's essence. Um, when we heal the sort of kinks that happen in those fields. So, uh, what does it mean to sort of embody our soul's energy? Um, again, you know, I think there's a, you know, in the, in the new age world, there is a tendency to sort of lean towards expansion. The truth is again, polarity. Here's this polarity thing. Again, the, the fundamental units of creation are simultaneous, um, expansion and contraction. Uh, there's a way in which things, uh, are expanding and contracting the, the universe is expanding and contracting and we are sort of embedded in the fabric of the universe. And so we are being asked to expand and contract constantly. Um, and there's a way in which we, there's a tendency that we might have to lean towards expansion. Expansion is generally, you know, more fun. Contraction is usually more gritty, you know, and not so comfortable. And so we have a tendency to lean towards expansion. And there's kind of a, I think, a tendency in the new age world and the new age healing world to always lean towards love and light, you know, to always lean towards expansion when the truth is we can only expand to the extent that we're also willing uh, to contract. And that's where shadow work, integrating our shadow uh, comes in. And so there are lots of techniques and lots of things that people do that are really <clears throat> a lot about expansion. Um, you know, whether it's breath work or whether it's healing techniques or modalities, uh, and another video that I did, I did a video on psychedelics and like ayahuasca and things like that. People seek those things out often, you know, because of the expansive experience that they can sometimes experience through those things. And they tend to sort of like latch on to that expansive experience well, they don't realize that in order to get to the expansion, you know, anyone who's taken a psychedelic or ayahuasca or anything, there's a, a, a part of that process that you go through where it's really hard. 
you know, you, it's painful and there's suffering and it's hard and there's tension or, you know, uh, uncomfortable emotions that you have to go through. And then after that, having gone through those things, there's expansion and people are usually think, well, I've arrived, you know, but the truth is the way that they got there was through contraction. So, uh, both are necessary. And in fact, if we are, um, constantly looking for expansion or constantly uh, pushing the expansion side of the coin, it can actually cause problems. I think a lot of people who, yeah, you know, they, they go to Peru and they do an ayahuasca ceremony in the jungle or whatever, and there's this huge expansion. Well, they might spend years um, integrating that. They might, exp- ex- they might spend years... Uh, yeah, trying to come into relationship with the corresponding level of shadow. If you expand that far into the light, you're going to have to, life is going to naturally ask you to expand into the shadow. And, you know, people are often resistant to that and don't necessarily realize that, that what they're experiencing in their life may be that call to deepen into the shadow and to integrate that. And it can actually cause uh, healing, you know, can actually cause problems if people are uh, all about, you know, really obsessed with the expansion. Um, that being said, uh, oh yeah. So that's, I guess that's the thing that uh, I wanted to, I wanted to say about that. That was all about embodying your soul's, your soul's energy. It really requires that you integrate, integrate that into your a body. And so I talked a little bit about things that can help you do that. That's number six on my list here, which is soul healing techniques or therapies. And of course, you know, there's all sorts of things. There's, um, <clears throat> there's energy healing techniques of various sorts. There's Reiki, um, there's cranial sacral, there's what else is there? You know, all sorts of different types of massage that sort of include soul healing and your souls, you know, to one degree or another. Of course, there's shamanic work. There's something in shamanic work that's called specifically soul retrieval, which is where, you know, you you uh, go, you know, a, a, sh- a shaman will help you uh, connect, and you and you're a shaman, and the sh- shaman's guides and your guides sort of conspire to help you uh, reconnect with a part of yourself, you know, a part of your essence that maybe you've gotten disconnected from. Um, and of course there's things like what I do here, bio soul integration, which again, I've named bio soul integration because it's about, uh, integrating, you know, our biology, our physical part, uh, with our soul's essence and our soul's energy and soul's gifts. So that's why I called it that. But I think it doesn't necessarily matter what the technique or what the therapy or what it is. Uh, I should mention Network Chiropractic uh, and Donald Epstein's uh, other uh, modalities, uh, other versions of what he calls epi-energetics. Those are definitely soul-healing modalities. But uh, I, I really think... It's not as much about the technique as it is the practitioner. You know, is the practitioner, uh, are they connected to their soul? 
uh, and their soul's essence? Are they giving their soul's gifts? Have they embodied their soul's essence and their soul's gifts? And I guess a way to know that is, you know, uh, are they passionate about what they do? I think one of the keys to uh, connecting with our soul and our soul's gifts is what lights us up, being able to feel and have a sense of like, oh, what excites me? What lights me up? What's calling me? Oh, that exc- that that's interesting to me. Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't come out of a, a should that we've adopted. It comes out of a oh, for whatever reason, that's interesting to me. I want to go in that direction. That's our soul. Our soul uses that to tell us like, come this direction, come this direction. And um, yeah, part of the wounding that happens is we push those parts of ourselves away. We push emotion away. And if we're not connected to emotion, if we're not connected to passion, then we <clears throat> we have a. It's not so. Uh, we have a tendency to not be able to, we might feel lost or um, we might feel lost in the dark, you know, without a certain, without direction because um, that, that sense of what lights us up is what our soul uses to, to tell us which way to go in life. And so that's, uh, again, you know, you want a practitioner who you feel that from. Are they passionate about what they're doing? Does it feel like they are connected to their soul? Uh, you know, are they lit up about their work? Do you feel that in them and see that in their lives? So those are the six things that I would, uh, six insights that I have about soul healing. Uh, I talk, talked about what is the soul? What is soul healing? What are soul wounds? What is soul energy? Uh, what what it means to embody our soul's energy and uh, talked about soul healing techniques and therapies. And um, yeah, really it's just about, again, you know, we are to kind of bring it full circle. You know, you are a physical being. Um, You're not a physical being. Uh, You are a spiritual being having a physical experience. And, you know, to the extent that we sort of connect with our soul and our soul's gifts and our soul's essence, we will become more, <clears throat> more and more aware of how we're not of this world, actually, but at the same time become more and more a part of it. Uh, so if you found this interesting or useful, please like it, please share it with someone who might be interested. And of course, please subscribe to my channel uh, and and do all that social stuff wherever you might see this, whether it's on my YouTube channel or on a podcast or um, on social media. And um, I look forward to seeing you in the next video. And uh, I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at biosoulintegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.